0: You may be worried about finances, you may be struggling with a relationship, or you just may be at a critical point of decision in your life, I don't know. And I can tell you for sure that I don't know the answer, but I can tell you that I know who does.
1: Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group. A collection of hardware and sports product lines, including Nebo tools and flashlights, sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby would like your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org. Now, get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby.
0: But first, did you hear? (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to do this. Did you hear about the two TV satellite dishes on the roof that fell in love and got married? Yeah. Yeah, the wedding was okay, but the reception was magnificent. It's okay, you can use that this week. It's okay. Okay. You know, not many people would argue that the internet is one of the most important and powerful developments of our generation. Most of us interact with it daily and find it extremely useful. But we also have to acknowledge that the internet is a tool for evil. And because of the access it gives to those who prey on greed and obscenity. But this week, the Lord showed me how he can use the internet to touch our lives when we most need it. There's no other way to say this than this past week was a tough one for me at work. My problems were growing. Each day seemed to bring a new one that I couldn't resolve. By Friday, I was so discouraged that when I got to our place of business, I uncharacteristically sat in my car just dreading the idea of going in. Finally, a few minutes later, still battling my Friday blues and my first cup of coffee in hand, I sat down at my computer to answer emails and start the damage control. Then, while sitting there, an email from Bethesda came through sharing a link to the convention service Thursday night. It was in Denver that so many of you you were at, and with the click of a mouse, there was Pastor Dan, the choir, and the orchestra leading this huge crowd in that arena In worship, I saw my friends and my church family singing, praising the Lord, just like they do here each Sunday. I saw Mike and Karen, Christy. I saw Julie and Randy and Blaine and Matt and Janelda and all of you. And for the next 15 or 20 minutes, I just worshiped with them. Just like the thousands there, and the perhaps hundreds of thousands that observed it around the world some of my staff came to my office during this time came to my office door and they saw that I was fully absorbed in my computer and all the loud music and decided it was best to keep moving but just like that I was encouraged my faith was strengthened and hope re-entered my situation it was like Des often says a but God moment for me and I was reminded how many times God has such inter- incredible timing to reveal Himself to us when we need Him most. I don't know if you've ever had one of those weeks like I just had, but there's a good chance some of you have. You may be worried about finances, you may be struggling with a relationship or you just may be at a critical point of decision in your life. I don't know. And I can tell you for sure that I don't know the answer. But I can tell you that I know who does. And you won't have to go online like I did this week to get help. Because he's here right now. He's ready to meet you and your situation and cause something good to happen in Jesus' name.
1: What is in the center of your life today? Stay with Bobby to learn a few steps to keep things balanced with Christ at the center of your life. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. And now back to On the Bright Side, as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. Well, all right. You know, I don't know if you
0: saw this on the news today, but uh, the largest, they're planning on the largest gathering of atheists in history uh, coming together in Washington, D.C. today. Did you know that? The only problem is it's raining in Washington, D.C. this morning. But if there's no God, I guess there's nothing they can pray about. Anyway, they're only expecting about 10% of what they thought. That's too bad. Talk about what's in the center of your life. What's really in the center of your life today? And you know, I don't know about you, but I love Oreo cookies. I heard they're a hundred years old now. But if you take the vanilla cream out of the middle of the cookie, it's just not the same. And, uh, I've even heard that there are some people who actually take the vanilla cream out and eat it first. Now, you, anybody like that? Wait a minute. You know that's wrong. <laughs> and if all I have to say to you if you're doing that, stop it. <laughs> to me, it's just not an Oreo cookie without the cream in the middle. You see, there are some things that are meant to be in order for our lives to make sense and have purpose. And now I'm not talking about Oreo cookies. I'm talking about one of the most basic, easy-to-understand principles in life, and that's about keeping the right thing in the center of our life. The principle that I'm talking about hits us right between the eyes every day. When the sun is dead center in the sky, it's, it's noon, it's midday. When a football team lines up, they look for the center and they line up based on where he goes. The volleyball net's in the middle of the court. The pitcher's mound is in dead center in the infield. A basketball game starts at midcourt. And speaking of basketball, the Dallas Mavericks, who won the world championship last year, if you may have noticed, they're struggling some this year. They're going to have a hard time repeating as champions. And do you know why? Because they lost their center to another team. It's the center that made the difference. The center is crucial in every walk of life, in science, in math, philosophy. The fact is, we all understand the importance of the center of things. So you have to wonder, why is it so hard for us to grasp how important it is to keep Jesus Christ right in the center of our life? You know, we all know what it's like when Christ isn't firmly planted in the center of our life. Because that's when we make bad choices. That's when we have wrong motives. It's when our life gets out of whack. But guess what? It wasn't Jesus who walked away from the sinner. It was us. The Word says the Lord sticketh closer than a brother. I have brothers. We're pretty close. The Word says the Lord sticks closer. He sticks with us, period. Imagine for a second that Jesus is... Right here, right here in front of me. And whenever he's here, when we keep him right here, he's the same every day. He's he's our truth. As long as we can keep him in the center, we can operate according to his purpose in our life. And you have to know something. When he's here, he would never walk away from us. Never. But when we step out and away from him, we lose our way. We live an unbalanced and unhealthy life. He's trying to stick close, but we are actually pushing him away. But here's the great thing about the Lord. When we get away from him, it's all us. But the moment we cry for help, the moment we take that first step toward him, he's only as far as he can reach. No matter how far we run, he's only that one step away from us. That's the grace of God in our life. You see, when we get away from the Lord, we're the ones who moved away. So sometimes we have to remind ourselves of the things that we have to do to keep Christ where he belongs in our life because the word says draw close to God and God will draw close to you. First thing we need to do as Christians to be Christ-centered is we have to be honest with God. God doesn't expect us to be perfect, but he insists on honesty. None of the great men and women of the Bible were perfect. In fact, they were anything but. They complained, they questioned God, they argued with him, but they were always honest. And the next important thing we have to do is communicate with God. And we do that through prayer, but the Lord desires a relationship with us, and all good relationships involve conversations between two parties. You see, knowing and loving God is our greatest privilege, and being known and loved is God's greatest pleasure. So to know Him is to talk to Him, and to share your thoughts, your problems, your desires. We're taught to pray, and then say amen. As if to say, I'm going to stop talking to you now, God. We think it means we're supposed to hang up on God. Amen should only be words of affirming his words and his truth. Our conversation with God should never stop. It should be an ongoing dialogue without an amen. And finally, to keep Christ in the center, we need to stand on what he stands for. If you're ever confused or fearful or discouraged about something, just go to the Word and find out where Christ stands on this subject. You know, he had a lot to say about everything that you're dealing with today. Relationships, integrity, money, forgiveness. Christ not only takes a stand on these issues, but when you go to the Word, Christ always reveals himself through the wisdom and the power of his Word. You know, Jesus was the only perfectly balanced person who ever walked the earth. And that's because he was in the Father and the Father was in him. And the only way that we'll ever have balance in our life is when we keep the Lord in the middle of it. He's not going to leave us. But we have to be honest with him. We have to communicate with him. And we have to stand on the same truth that he does. And when we do that, Will not only have Christ in the center where he belongs, but we can be like the Apostle Paul when he said, this, this is the passion of God inside of me. And you know what else Paul said? He said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Will you say that with me?
1: I can do all things through Christ. Who strengthens me. God knows how important money is to us. That's why he teaches us through all the word how to deal with it. Stay right there to hear how to control money without letting it control you. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. I love the intense brightness and durability of Nebo Tools flashlights. Listen, my neighbor lost his keys, and I asked if he had checked on the seat of his car. He had, but I handed him my Nebo Tools second generation slide king flashlight, and I told him to look again. He found the keys. My neighbor was impressed. This flashlight is so bright, I want one of these, he says. So I ordered him Nevo Tools second generation Slide King flashlight. An amazing high power 500 lumen flashlight, chips on board work light, red light, and red hazard flasher. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side.
0: But first, I want to talk to you uh, for for just a, a few seconds about your money. Did you know that if your money could talk to you today, that more than likely it would lie to you? I know most of you think that if your money could talk, it would just say goodbye, (laughs) because it just never seems to hang around long enough. But one of the biggest problems with money isn't that we can't hang on to it, and it isn't that we always want and need more of it. The biggest problem with money is the deception that it can bring into our life. And listen, I'm as guilty as anyone for falling for the lies that money tells, because I've always struggled to keep the importance of money in the right place. I'm kind of like the banker who was being robbed and the robber pulls a gun and says, your money or your life? The banker says, don't rush me, I'm thinking. But it seems like one of the great struggles of life is to accumulate enough money. Isn't that right? And if you ask people what they want in life, most people would say, among other things, they'd say a million dollars would be nice. That reminds me of another story of two friends, one asked the other if he could borrow his book on how to make a million dollars. His friend said sure and he gave him the book. He looked at it and he said hey half the pages are missing here. And his friend said what's the matter? Isn't half a million enough for you? (laughs) You see it's one of the main lies that money tells us is that we'll only be content with a lot of it. So we need to put money in the right place in our life because we can't allow money or the lack of it to rob us of the peace and the joy that God intends for us to have. And the best way to put money in the right place and have the right perspective on it is to recognize the lies that the enemy uses to deceive us about money. Money is lying to you when it tells you that you deserve what you have. For most of us, money doesn't come with, without some sacrifice and hard work. So we tend to fall for this life pretty easy. But the Word not only says, Wealth and honor come from the Lord, but it also says, My power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But remember the Lord your God, for it was He who gave you the ability to produce wealth. So even when we work for it, We can't take credit for it. Everything we have, every talent that we have to earn with comes from the Lord. This means we need to be thankful for what we already have. And we have to be thankful for the ability to produce it. Another lie about money that we buy into is that money will bring us happiness. And it's easy to believe and that is that you can be rich and miserable Or you can be poor and happy. And money could have nothing to do with either condition. The Word says, whoever loves money never has enough. And whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with his income. The pursuit of money as a means to happiness is simply the pursuit of a fool. The Word says, for what profits a man? To gain the whole world, but lose his soul. And another life from your money is that money will bring you security. It's sad, but too often we see today what was considered good stewardship in building a retirement fund through working years for a company turns out not to be the security that people had counted on. It's tragic. But the word tells us there's no security in anything that the world has to offer. It says, "Whoever trusts in his riches will fall, but the righteous will thrive like a green leaf." You see, God knows how important money is to us, and that's why He teaches us all throughout the world, the word, how to deal with it. Money can be a tool and a blessing. Money can be a crutch and a curse. God wants us to control money instead of it controlling us. And it starts when we stop believing the lies the world tells us about money and start making our money tell the truth. And if money told the truth, it would say, I'm just an overrated, temporary commodity whose best use is to test you to see who you really trust. Let me ask you something. Is your money lying to you today? I believe that we need to be diligent, but more than ever before, I believe that we need to trust God for all things, and certainly trust Him for all things financial. You know, God doesn't have any financial problems. He already owns everything. And if you want your money to be blessed, you need to make your money tell the truth. And if you're struggling over finances today, then I want you to know that this promise from Philippians is just for you. This is what it says. My God will meet all your needs according to His glorious